welcome to the Manifesting Doll podcast. I'm Barbara Orban from No Diet Babe. I'm a spiritual mindset coach and weight loss expert. If you are a spiritual babe wanting to up-level your life around your body, health, wellness, spirituality, law of attraction and manifestation, then this is the podcast for you. I'm here to give you the tools, teachings, and strategies to manifest the body and life of your dreams. As spiritual babes, we know to focus on love as opposed to fear. So get ready to learn how to implement spiritual teachings to weight loss, wellness, and your daily life coming from a place of love and abundance. This is a celebration of how we can shift our inner perception of ourselves and watch our outer selves shift. You can become the best version of yourself and I'm here to help. Hey babes, welcome to the Manifesting Doll podcast. I'm Barbara Orban from NoDateBabe.com and today I have a special guest on today's podcast. She is a former client of mine who's going to be talking today about her coaching and weight loss journey. I'm really excited to announce um, my guest is Cher Anderton here with me today. Hello, Cher. Hello. <laughs> and um, yeah, so we'll get right into it as I'm sure the listeners are like loving to hear. I know we had a guest on previously, a former client, and I got a lot of feedback saying how much people loved hearing from some of my coaching clients who have been through working with me privately and and their journey and their transformation. And um, yeah, I'm sure people are excited to hear your experiences. So tell us a little bit about yourself. Um, you're actually a therapist. I am. Um, yeah. So I had a lovely foundation of skills that yes. you build upon big time. Yeah. Yeah, that's amazing. And I'm so I'm I'm so grateful that you chose me and um that I've been able to help you so much. Um so tell me, you know, I know you came into my world and then you have done my course academy many years ago. Um so tell tell our listeners like a little bit more about what kind of issues you were having at like way before then and what kind of experiences you had with your body and with weight issues and food issues? Mm -hmm. um, there's a lot there because I'm 45. So I have several decades of adding up a lot of experience, but um, I grew up in the eighties and nineties of like the dieting kind of fat free mm -hmm. craze with like the waif like models and all the things um, grew up with siblings that had much smaller frames than I did all that. And on top of it, I was a ballerina. So a lot of focus on body as I was kind of forming my, um, my beliefs and kind of mindset around weight and body and all kinds of things. So all that to say, I had a really, really kind of messed up, uh, mindset around just bodies and just how I thought about myself and, and all kinds of things. So, um, I had a, a good amount of health issues growing up that kind of contributed to some unhelpful beliefs that I've really unpacked 
through your course and then working with you, um, I feel like I had kind of every excuse in the book to not uh, be at a weight that felt comfortable in my skin. I really did like endometriosis where I would have cramps every day of the month. It wasn't just around my cycle. It was so bad, which I ended up having a hysterectomy um, because it got so bad. Hashimoto's Mm -hmm. like horrible. I had the highest um, antibody numbers that my doctor had ever seen. to her. So that was a huge flare. Um, I'm, I have IBS. I have like, I'm in perimenopause. I don't have a uterus, so it's really hard to tell where I'm at in it, but definitely symptomatically. And I'm on like a low dose, um, hormone to help with the symptoms and that sort of thing. So we definitely know I'm at some phase of that, but just like a whole list of things that I've been navigating over the years. And, and I'm kind of, um, I'm a knowledge seeker. I really like, so I just dove in, like, what do I need to do to treat these conditions? How do I stop myself from getting more autoimmune conditions? Mm-hmm. Because that's a thing where you get multiple. Mm-hmm. So I've done a ton of research on mm-hmm. navigating it. I've done really um, restrictive diets, autoimmune, paleo, vegan, all kinds of things. Um, but what I found is that those actually just ended up triggering some disordered eating that started in high school and it just, it made me so hyper fixated Mm -hmm. on food and everything that I put in my mouth that it was actually so stressful. Yes. Mm. that I had to just move away from all of that. And I didn't find that it was massively helpful. The only thing that's really um, stayed from that time is that I went Mm gluten-free about 12, 13 years, something like that. But recently I've actually started to reintroduce teeny bits of it. Mm -hmm. So, but that has kind of been the only strain that I've kept from all of those different kind of diets over the years. Yeah. Where I came into it, like all the strategy in the world, all the knowledge in the world. Mm-hmm. I love to exercise. I'm not crazy about it, but I, I do it for my mental health mostly. Um, food just like I'm, I'm fine. What I thought my relationship with food was normal and okay at this point, because it's mm-hmm. just everything in moderation except mm-hmm. for the gluten. Part. Yeah. So when I came to, like, when I started the Academy years and years ago, I can't even remember. I think I probably did it in like 2018. Does that sound right? Yeah. Around. Yeah. And I found you through another podcaster. Um, She had mentioned you or you had been on her podcast or something. So that's how I found you. And then I've been following you ever since did the Academy starting in like 2019, late summer, started losing um, really shifted the mindset and beliefs part and started losing 25 pounds over the next year and a half. Yeah. Slow felt really good. I even remember this time where I was like driving in my car and I was listening to some recordings that I had made. I like to make, um, new stories and beliefs. I like to make them in my own voice recordings. Mm-hmm. So listen to them. It's just like a way to do like like you do, like I do. Some I do the same. Yeah. Right. So I like to hear it in my voice. Cause then I yeah. feel like, okay, it's going to read. It's just going to be more efficient that way. 
Mm-hmm. So I was listening to one of my recordings and I just had this moment where I was just like, this just all clicks. This makes so much sense. Mm. And I reached like my goal weight, which is something that I just really, it wasn't my skinniest that I've ever been. It was just this number that kind of came to me when I really sat with it, that felt really good to my body. Mm-hmm. And it's a number that if I go too below, I'm hungry all the time. If I'm above, then I start having these other kind of health issues. So I had hit that number, had that moment in the car where I was just like, I got really emotional and was like, okay, this is the thing. Like, I'm going to shift a lot of things because of this work. It's not just about like, it actually never was really about the weight. Um, But then I had a really rough fall of 2020, like many people did. Yeah, the 2020 weight gain that so many people had. (laughs) It was wild because it wasn't like after I kept losing the weight. When the pandemic started, I continued to to lose weight the entire time all the way through about November of 2020. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So what happened, I had a bunch of like relational stuff come up with family members, with friends. And I remember reaching out to you like six months after that via Instagram. Cause I was like, I don't know what happened. Yeah. And, I remember. Yeah. yeah you kind of that message. You're like, you, I was like, it, I just felt like it happened overnight. You're like it did not happen overnight. It never happens overnight. You guys. <laughs> no, but I, I, what happened was when we kind of connected the dots is that I saw the scale starting to go up a bit, mm. which is, Pretty typical when you're working on stabilization. We've talked about that in our coaching and all that. But, and then I just dissociated because yeah. I didn't have the skills. I'd never done the sustainability piece. Yes. And that's, I'd lost yeah. that yeah. weight many a times for various reasons. This was the time where I was like, okay, I really shifted a ton of things, but there was a re- missing piece around like doing deeper emotional work. And then around safety with sustainability. Yep. And that's really why in my content, and this is where like, I literally just like feel all the energy building up in me as you're talking about that. Cause I'm like this, <laughs> like, this is what people don't do. <laughs> um, it's that they're focused on the weight loss and not the, the, the part, the skills required, the emotional work required to keep weight off. And that is the biggest piece here that people are not developing that emotional capacity to do that. And that's where you're building that now, which is amazing. So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I mean, I think we all come to this work at different, with different skill sets and different Mm. strengths and things that we need to work on. But what I found was like really just working with you and doing the course was like just fundamental things that I just needed to get like at some deeper layers with. Um, And so I think anybody, no matter where you are in this work, you're going to come into it and find one that it's, you're going to meet them where they are. Yes. And then, and then two, you're going to really discover things that you can use in a bunch of different contexts. Because yeah. <laughs> like first couple of sessions, it was never even about the weight. It was about the emotions yes. and the things that I really needed to connect with and tend to instead of dissociating from them and just, because it was really just emotional stuff. It was. I, my, 
clinging to. And what's interesting is that when you came to me and I remember we had that conversation because when I'm signing clients, I just have a conversation with them via Instagram DM. Um, I can I can feel into their energy and stuff. So I kind of know what's going on. I could feel what's going on for you when you messaged me back in 2018. I was like, I already know what to do with her. <laughs> I already know exactly what we're going to work on. It's fine. So um, when we were talking, though, you were like, you know, you're like, I'm not an emotional eater. And it, that's so interesting because I've had many clients come to me with that. I've, of course, like I have clients that come to me with emotional eating, but I also see clients that are like, look, I'm not emotionally eating. And I'm like, it's okay. The work is still going to be the same because it's about emotions, regardless if you are restricting your f- intake of food, your regardless if you're an intuitive eater and you feel like you're not, like you don't have stuff going on there like it's always your belief systems about food and your weight your like the repetitive thought cycles going on in your brain the nervous system responding to your perception and your like how you're interpreting things going on for you and um yeah that that piece of um yeah really that emotional capacity to handle things going on with the weight and to um look at to see things differently and so, you know, yeah, like really your experience of working with me and how it was such an emotional thing, even though you're not actually emotionally eating, it's still an emotional piece, right? Yeah. Yeah. And I think I imagine different people's bodies like hang on to things for different reasons, but for whatever it, it wasn't, again, it wasn't really even about the weight for me because I remember the first couple sessions and when you said it's not about the weight, you're like, what are the feelings? Like, what are the feelings that you have when you step on the scale, when you look in the mirror? And I identified some pretty big, heavy emotions like disgust and horror. Yes. And and things and and when we made the connections and kind of like, okay, well, for, forget the weight piece flow back and I could make distinct connections to like early childhood trauma. Yes. There's some generational stuff there for sure. Um, and it was like making the connection to those feelings that helped like inner, you know, my inner child feel seen yeah. and therefore, and I needed to help release some of those emotions. Yes. Because they'd been carrying them for so long. And it was really just like, Oh, one way to kind of process, but not really is more of a distraction, connect with the feelings was through the scale or through the mirror or whatever it was. And so really kind of setting that aside and doing the deeper work Mm. and revisiting the weight piece was what my body needed. Yes. You could see that and and identify it. Yeah. And I think like, because you're a therapist, you already kind of understand like you really came to me and were able to hear that, oh, yes, this kind of stuff is, this kind of stuff is formed in early childhood. Like the stuff and what I'd love listeners to understand here is that you're really convinced that it's about your weight. And I get lots of clients coming to me and it's about the weight. And But Barbara, once I lose weight, I do feel confident. I've felt that before. And I'm like, mm, that's like euphoria 
first of all, it's not actual true comfort in your body. You haven't really connected truly to your body. It's that euphoric feeling that only lasts temporarily. Then once you come back to like your habitual patterns, which will happen if you haven't done the deeper work, those will subconscious patterns come back and then that's where the weight comes back because it's a vibrational match to that. And Mm -hmm. what was really wonderful about your transformation and why your transformation was like you were able to start losing weight straight away was because that clicked straight away for you that you understood that this is from childhood. Like this is, this is, but what I want listeners to really click from this episode is that the weight manifestation came secondary to the initial trauma that caused those emotions. The weight manifests as a result of those emotions. And that's why if we truly want permanent weight loss, we have to tend to that. Yes. And I, I, that was the missing piece when I had all the strategy, I'd done a lot of the beliefs and the mindset piece from your course. Mm-hmm. I just felt like there's this missing link. Like there's something that I know I just really knew deep down that you could help me with that was missing for me. And that was just like the confusion around, around the emotions and like how they connected for me. Yes. 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 And I, I do see that the weight piece is just a byproduct and it's actually become this like I'm learning, I'm leaning into like the playfulness of it, of like discovering like what does my body need? Mm. What's gonna make it satisfied? What what feels good? And it's not this like exercise of you know, some of the things that I used to lean into, like, oh, I need to work out a ton. Mm. I lost a bunch of weight working with you in the beginning. I had had surgery during that time. So I yes. couldn't exercise for two weeks. Yes. I had day, which I, I tend to really love and enjoy and kind of spoil myself. I had some family things come up. And so there's like, just kind of like lots of ups and downs. Yeah. Exercise and with emotional things, but none of that mattered at all. Yeah. Yes. Like, and um, so how much weight were you able to lose during that time or it was how much or like how because how long yeah. ago was that that was when that was last me? spring early like almost a year ago yeah it so was- in in the last year you've been maintaining how much weight loss about like 17 18 pounds yeah which is amazing yeah and amazing. i've got a bit go but like i'm in that space of I'm here for the long game of it yeah. now. And one of the things that you and I really focused on was the stability piece. Like we yeah. just celebrated because it came off relatively quickly for a variety of reasons. And then it just, it plateaued and it was just getting used to my, having my nervous system be okay with the stability. Maybe it bumps up here and there. And how do I manage that versus before when it would bump up and I would dissociate and just, Yes. Fall back into old whatever patterns, that sort of thing. It's just teaching my nervous system a different way around this, like stabilizing. It was really important. Yes. Yes. It was really playful and enjoyable even. I don't know. It's interesting. Yeah. Isn't it? Isn't it? And it's, that's really, I think that um, 
my purpose with this work is that people discover that. So I'm so like my intentions are manifesting with my clients too. You know, my intention for you is to experience that because that's that's really what I feel is missing from um, the weight loss industry because you've got the weight loss industry, but then you've got the anti-diet industry. And I feel like my my goal has been to combine the positive aspects of both because <laughs> I feel as though being too anti-diet is is really when people say throw away the scale or like um you know don't don't like don't do any dieting at all whatsoever i'm like i get why they say that and for people at a certain stage that is necessary i have clients that we are not weighing them under any circumstances i have clients that we are trying to steer them away from counting calories but it's that's why it's so important to understand that it's such a it's such an individual piece of connecting with your emotions and knowing your journey from through the emotions working through your emotions rather than th- this person said this and this is what I should do um and that's really you know that's why it's such an individual thing and um it yeah and I think that's the biggest I think that was one of the biggest gifts of working with you is that I'm, I'm learned one, I'm practicing asking for help because I tend to be hyper independent and really, you know, I can manage a lot of things on my own. And I've just recently in the past couple of years started asking for help around things. So one, just asking for help and not feeling like I had to do all of that work. I want to trust someone else's expertise who feels like they're in alignment energy wise. I, I don't, I know that I couldn't go, I knew I couldn't go down certain roads because it would trigger things. And that's not what I was here for, but, but there were triggers along the way that we managed. It was just like in your care that that happened, that felt safer to my nervous system to kind of like mess around with things and play with it. Um, So asking for help is super important. And even like, maybe there's one little thing in my story that would connect with somebody else. But in general, we do have such very different experiences. There's some, you know, key threads, but they're very different experiences with like how we show up maybe on your doorstep, so to speak. Um, and you, you take great care in managing that. And from a, from a therapist perspective that it's, it's a, I think it's a very sacred responsibility to hold Mm. space people in that way. Mm. And it's something that I really, I practice and to see that in somebody else is really, really helpful and special. So yeah, I really appreciate that. And I, my, my intention always with this work, I, with, with, and this is why I love private coaching so much. This is why I, um, I just thrive on private coaching my clients is because it's so important to meet people where they're at. And rather than what I what I hate about the industry is these generalized statements that are made, like throw away the scale or like it's bad to weigh yourself or it's bad to um, look at calories or like they're very generalized black and white statements. And it's literally the black and white generalized statements are what we do we want to overcome with eating issues to allow yeah. 
more gray areas to allow a mature understanding of how to look and work on triggers around things. Yeah, because it's not all or it's this all or nothing thinking that's yeah. very um, pervasive in our society in mm. so many different ways. Yes, you're either this or you're that. Yeah, and really so much in between, and it does so take, much. like you said, kind of just this maturity. Mm. And I call it social, like the term that I'm familiar with is social and emotional fluency around it. Just like being able to have the skills internally to navigate all those things instead of just like follow the rules, do this yes. or do that. Yes. This is how it happens. And I will tell you, I followed all of those quote unquote rules for years. Mm. Jack shit. Yeah. Really. It, it was not helpful and healing to my nervous system. Mm-hmm. This wildly different than mm. anything I've ever experienced. And again, I've tried it all pretty much. So yeah. I, I look at the scale now as like a tool. Like it's interesting to me. I get into a certain like nervous system state before I step on it. Mm-hmm. And if I get some information that before would send me, you know, off into dissociative land or whatever, I just kind of like, I pause and I'm like, oh, that's interesting. I wonder, I wonder what that's about. Um. Let's See, see what I need. Yeah. Get curious about it like exactly. you all the time. And it's just completely different. And yeah. I'm applying it to other areas of my life too, because again, it's not even just about the weight. Mm. That's that side thing. That's like, oh, that'll be, that's happening. I believe it's happening. And I'm excited to just put these things into practice in other areas of my life too. Yeah, amazing. And and yeah, it's so wonderful to see that um that practical application that you've been able to do of you know the how we talked about I've obviously I've called myself no diet babe because I do believe in the aspect of overcoming the dieting mindset, but it's really you've been able to implement that hey guys, like when I say no diet no diet babe like it doesn't mean that I'm having an all or nothing perspective I'm not that person I'm not black and white thinking I've matured beyond that and I understand that it's not oh the scale is bad oh that's it like there's no this is not it's not the object that creates the emotions <laughs> an object that weighs something is not it's just it's just a number like it's the, it's the meaning and it's the interpretation that the brains are making and and yes that doesn't mean if you're listening like that it means that you can jump right in and do this you know start doing the things because it really means uh meeting yourself where you're at like we've been saying and that you may not be in a position when I was a binge eater when I had really really big emotional issues which um, a lot of listeners and yourself share never even got to the point that I was at. And that's if I can overcome the worst of the worst, I feel like I was the worst of the worst and I overcame this. And then other clients that have not even had those really extreme problems like binge eating disorder, I had laxative abuse, I had lots of other pill abuse that I did, um, bulimia, binge eating, there was lots of disordered eating patterns in my very, very distant past. And 
if even if you haven't had those issues like yourself, Cher, you didn't come from having those extreme issues around food yet you still had emotional work, it, you still benefited from that and it's really understanding that you can move forward from where you are no matter where you are and it's not, yeah. it's not okay, I'm going to overcome this overnight. It's like it's that progression that happens as you move through this work and you can, if you commit, if you commit to this work, you can literally get to the point where you're not triggered around anything because I have and I was the worst of the worst. I was like the worst of the worst, the most triggered you could possibly imagine to the most untriggered. So I don't agree with, you know, this mentality that um, you can't weigh yourself or that it's bad. I want to empower people that you can literally change any part of your brain. It's just conditioning, right? You can change yeah. conditioning. I think so much of it too, especially just from, you know, a, f- a female perspective that we are so like socialized and traumatized out of our bodies. And I think all genders yes. in a variety of ways Absolutely. are, we are not in our bodies and moving through life in an unembodied way food and, and connection to like how you care for your body, what you put in it, how you move it. That's just part of our dissociation as a, as a culture. And so this work helped me get even deeper into my body than the work that I've already done. And I know that there are more layers to get to, but it just feels like I'm so much more in, in my body rather than up in my head where all the strategy is and all the things that I know about, you know, what I should say and do and da, 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 da. That's I'm up in my head and I can talk myself in or out of all kinds of things, but my body, when I listen and see what those emotions are trying to tell me, because I talk about this all the time, feelings are just information. I still need to get to some of those deeper layers of how to connect with what that information is. And so I love being able to also just like use a lot of the strategies that we've used with clients too. It's something that I can use in lots of different areas of my life. So yeah, so you mentioned share um, you that you notice yourself, and I notice I've heard people clients say this that um, that have said to me when I first started listening to your work, I got really triggered. <laughs> yeah. Actually, years of people have said that to me, and then they're like, "But then I was like, okay, like actually, like let's let's dive into this." And so you mentioned that. So do you want to talk a little bit about like your own experience around? getting triggered and like how that that can actually be the invitation to do that work. That's what that's the word that I use for triggers because I think as humans we go to great lengths to avoid discomfort. Yes. And so that means we distract, we numb, we're just like we avoid. Mhm. Someone oh that triggers me, I want to avoid it. Now from a therapeutic perspective, like we want to be really careful about the intensity of those triggers, what it brings on, what it's triggering, that sort of thing. When it comes to things like this, what I noticed, even listening to a podcast you've done with Grace the other day, I noticed that, you know, part of me would pop up here and there and say, oh, I don't know if that's for me. As far as like, it would feel like kind of triggering, like, oh, I can't do that. That's not for me. Yeah. Like it wouldn't, 
I'm not, not perfect, grace. But yeah. yeah. Like I'm, I'm not, not grace. So like, yeah. So maybe that's popping up for people listening to this, like, oh, that's not for me. But what I did with and what I've learned to do over the years has been to just look at it as an invitation of like, oh, there's something there. And I take a little note. Oh, there's a part of me that thinks that that's not for me. I'm going to get curious about it mm-hmm. versus like stick with that narrative. And, yes. and then it would be compiled with all the other reasons why I used to believe that things weren't for me. Yeah. And so using that more as, with curiosity and looking at, it as invitational, feel mm. and grow something versus to avoid it or distract or just believe things yes. that aren't for you. Yes. And it's understand uh, what listeners can really get from this is that that's actually the gift of working with me or like coaching with somebody is that um, you get to work with somebody that doesn't have the same perception on like belief systems create a distorted perception. And so when you're working with somebody who's overcome those belief systems, they see things differently and being able to guide somebody from, Hey, I'm noticing that I think and feel and believe this. Can you help me change that perspective? And then that's really what we do in coaching containers. Um, But it's really as like what the general population do, what you said is like they avoid these triggers and then they believe the voice that's that's actually, so the they believe the voice of the ego. So the ego is saying, you'll never, you'll never overcome that. Like you're, oh, she did it, but that's, that's not possible for you because blah, 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 blah. So they yeah. listen to that <laughs> voice of the ego and then that creates decisions and behaviours that makes that reinforce and that's how belief systems work. And so um, that's the really important piece for people to understand that that triggers are, yes, you have to look at your emotional capacity to, to there's other, there's more to it than just like diving into triggers. Um, but provided that you are understanding that and you know what to do, um, triggers are an invitation to the transformation. Like they're literally the doorway to your transformation. They literally provide you with the data to work through in the back end <laughs> to create. It's like a web page, you know, yeah. like you're not, you, when you go to web page, you're not trying to change it with your fingers on the screen on, on your MacBook. You go into the coding, you go into the back end. And that's really what this work is, is going into the coding of your brain, how it's interpreting like information, changing that, and then you get a different result. And so that's when you're getting triggered or stuff coming up, that's communicating to you what to work on. That's a beautiful, like the inner being, your soul or universe, like is literally saying, hey, this is what, it's literally like like a big sign that's flashing to you. Work on this. Yeah, pay attention to it. And again, depending <laughs> on the intensity of a trigger, depends on like the type of help you want to you want to access for sure. If it's yes. super intense, yes. it's really impacting your everyday. Then you're going to want then help from support. Yeah. A, yeah, a different kind of professional. Yeah. At the same time, I'm a therapist and I do coaching and I do my like therapy with a therapist. 
I like a village because I think it takes a village to navigate this tricky. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I work with clients who are also in therapy or work with psychiatrists, like in addition, because it's just a different, you, it's not one person is going to magically like fix you. It's like exactly what you said. It's like, it is a community. It is like you, you take bits of wisdom from different areas from different people and um yeah but but sometimes you know like I I do that but then there's sometimes where I'm just like there's one person or two or three people that I tend to gravitate towards where I'm like yeah like I really want some assistance with this and and that but normalizing the perspective that it's not just this person said this and I have to follow everything that they said. And it's like that one person is like everything to the transformation. Depending on what your trigger is and the intensity of it too, will depend on which people you add into that space. Exactly. Exactly. And you might, depending on where you're at, you might need different levels of support first before diving into coaching as -hmm. well. Um, and really where you're at in that journey. Yeah. That's something to consider as well. But then when you've gotten to the point where you've done a lot of work, a lot of people come to me, they've been to therapists, they've done like people that come to me, come with a foundation that people that work with me, um, which is why, you know, in coaching industry, we're, we're talking about levels of investment. We're looking at a level of investment where you come with a certain level of knowledge mm-hmm. and you're coming with that um, because there are lower cost offers available for, for different levels of where you're at. And so when you're coming with a foundation and I'm helping pinpoint and tweak and move things around, Yeah. And I think the way that you have different offerings, like I did your Academy, we were talking before this of like, you said, that's Mm. your baby. It's like, it was your first one. Mm. It was super helpful and taught me all kinds of things. So even the different levels that you offer Mm. with like one-on-one coaching being the kind of like top tier, yeah, you've gotten this foundational stuff. And then when I came to you, I felt like I was very clear in what I needed I was clear, but not clear because I was confused, but like, <laughs> it, it had enough foundational you know, yeah, space, yeah. enough awareness around what my triggers were to yeah. like be able to present that to you. And then we could, yes. we could play with them. So, yeah. Yeah. so one-on-one coaching is really for individuals that have already foundational awareness of themselves, but are confused and um, aren't like not beginners to the work, not not beginners to law of attraction or psychology type belief system work. It's really if 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 you're a beginner, then it's better to start with a course um, such as the Academy or Emerge um, starting there and then going from there. Mm-hmm. But some individuals like Grace didn't do any of my courses, I don't think, prior, and she started working with me, but she had foundation still. Yeah. So that what I'm saying is not that you have to do a course before coaching. I've met coached many people who didn't do my courses first. Yeah. It's that you you have it, you already understand 
um yeah like i've got so many clients that haven't done my courses first but it's it's really that they've done work prior yeah you have to have a like a it's helpful to have a level of self-awareness yes however yes. you access that with your courses other work anything yes. exactly like foundational self-awareness to be able to to navigate it you'll just get the most out of it i think that's all yeah yeah no generally that's that's really who comes to me they've already got foundational yeah that's really what what it's for so um but yeah it, no matter where you're at in your journey everybody gets to move forward wherever they're at like that's that's really so important to understand is no matter where you're at like you just want to trust in that you're being led, you're being guided. Like if you have a desire in your heart to overcome something, you absolutely can. Um, and to just trust, to just trust that really, yeah. that you can, you can overcome anything. You just need to stay committed and um, and not in the action. Like when I say stay committed, people are like, oh, I've got to push myself and force myself to do things. No, committed to you, your your emotions, like inner work. Yeah, just committed to love yourself mm. more and more mm. all the time in mm. various ways. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a never-ending journey. Like, I mean, yeah. <laughs> I'll just work and that's life work. That's what that's I call life. life. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I'm I'm so I'm so happy that it's benefited you in so many ways as it has for me, you know? Like I I did not expect that my weight loss pursuit would lead to like I I think I've said this before in earlier e episodes. I'm like you guys don't realize that weight loss is like the cherry on top. It's not even the the biggest piece of this work. It's just like yeah, I was I was telling a client the other day because like I know um there's there's a lot of um like stuff around um like needing Ozempic and this and that and there's there's a lot of that going on that clients have come to me and I've had clients like I had a client who had the script for Ozempic and she didn't end up taking it and she still lost 18 pounds working with me because I said, you know, just just sit, you know, it might not be necessary. Um, this was an, a different lady that worked with me last year. But um, really, um, you know, the limiting beliefs around around our body's ca capacity to lose weight is such a big piece, like you mentioned with like the Hashimoto's and um, autoimmune stuff and perimenopause. And there are lots of like you actually said it, excuses as to why we create this self-fulfilling prophecy of like, I can't lose weight or my body can't handle this. And um, I, I said to a client who, you know, she's in this world where there's lots of like quick fixes. People are wanting the quick fix. Let's find the quick fix because I just need relief. I said to her an, an interesting thing where I said, I wouldn't trade places with somebody with that kind of quick fix mentality if you gave me like $20 million. Like I would rather be heavier than I've ever been before, right, but have the mindset I have now, then you could give me $20 million and I wouldn't want to be in that mindset of searching for the quick fix and not tending to my emotions. Why? Because um, I 
know that I could lose that weight. No matter what weight I'm at, I can lose that weight. Like because of the emotions that I know that I can have control over. And that is why really I know that when people are searching for that quick fix, you can overcome that, but it's really understanding that it's that perception that you're going to just do something, take a pill, just avoid your emotions and get a change. It's the just not, yeah. It's like the sensation on it. Like if I do this thing, then I'm going to get the feelings that I want. Yeah. And we to flip that. It's the yeah. same, the same in the therapeutic world in a lot of ways of just yeah. attention to your inner territory first mm-hmm. and, and tending to that. Mm. Then the other stuff just starts to kind of settle. Exactly. It just becomes like there's ease around it. Like I said, there's playfulness because I just, I've got that inner work on lock and I know there's more to learn and I'm here for it, but there's enough, there's enough happening there and stability internally feeling grounded, feeling in my body. It's hard to overeat. Like we talked recently about kind of reverse dieting and like, okay, this is how much I'm like, oh my God, I don't know if I can eat all that. So it's it's like, it's work and I'm kind of playing with it now too. Mm. I'm just like, you know, one day this, another day that, but I just find that when I'm in my body and really listening to it, that some of those old things that I might've leaned into, I just can't even do it anymore. Yeah. I don't want it. That's amazing. Yeah. And, and yeah, it's really interesting, you know, how I, I, you know, with issues like Hashimoto's, autoimmune stuff, um, hormonal stuff like um, endometriosis, um, I do believe like this is, and I'm sure you would agree, is that the massive emotional part of this and how these issues manifest as a result of childhood trauma and emotional issues is such a huge part of why we have hormonal imbalances and autoimmune issues in the first place. Like I feel, yeah, like I feel knowing now, okay, why have I had myself had issues with gluten? Why have I had a history with IBS? Why have I had history with like polycystic ovaries? really understanding and zoom like really zooming out on everything that I've all the eating disorder issues that I had everything I'm like wow it's actually I've got an issue with like sympathetic dominance like of my nervous system I don't know I don't know how to I haven't learned skills to relax right Mm -hmm. That wasn't, you know, the nervous system is forming in the mother's womb. Attachment starts in mother's womb. And if mother is stressed, which my mother was, that's the baby's going to be stressed. And then, of course, you're going to have hormonal imbalances manifest later on. Of course, you're going to have IBS issues later on. And, um, yes, there's such an important component of you can go get tests done. I'm a fan of naturopaths. I'm a fan of... um, Chinese medicine, acupuncture is fantastic, helps balance hormones. There are so many amazing tools out there that I encourage. But but if you're not doing the emotional work, your body will continue to have those issues because yeah, that is the all of that. I've done all of that stuff. Yeah. Yeah. And I have just had blood work done 
January, right before we started working together. So like a month before Mm -hmm. and my, I have like genetically high, it's like ridiculous cholesterol. Um, but my, my Hashi's numbers were not great. So I had all these reasons why things wouldn't work, you know, of course, like in my head, well, this is because of this and it's because of that, like all these distractions that my brain's trying to throw in front of me. And three months later, I did blood work again and didn't change a thing other than coaching with you and working on the emotional piece better than they've ever been. Yes. So I, there it is. percent believe that that's a thing. And all of these kind of health issues over the years have been a way that my brain's just kind of distracted me from the feelings. Like I mentioned, like disgust, horror, there's a huge one around deprivation was mm-hmm. huge. So like parts of me would really panic mm. when I would think about doing anything sort of restrictive. It was very triggering because I was in the hospital for months when I was little. I could only eat broth and be mm-hmm. fed intravenously. And I'd be watching these like Betty Crocker cake commercials on the TV and I couldn't have any of it. And I was literally avoiding for decades aisles of the grocery store. Like yeah. just as, as part of like kind of feeding the deprivation. Now I walk up at every down. Oh, those gluten-free Oreos look good. Mm-hmm. Yes. I made myself yeah. a yellow cake with chocolate frosting, a gluten-free one for my birthday last year. Amazing. Oh, right. Loved it. Just, it's a completely different experience to walk up and down every aisle and not like if I notice a trigger, I, I pay attention to it. Mm. I do. And it's actually like kind of helpful because it's like, oh, I wonder if there's anything I need to tend to. So yes. I'll walk up in the aisles or I'll do certain things or whatever. And it's just yeah. really cool to just notice it and go, okay, there's something to do there. And I know what to do. Yeah. That's, yeah. yeah. And that's the work. Like it's, it's, and, you know, it's been a year since you started working with me, which is still such like it's just the beginning of the like a year is nothing you guys like a year is nothing when it comes to the power you can create in your reality when this work compounds and how much easier things can get for you things can be so simple around food and weight you guys like wow like if you let this work if work like you let it work and you do it and you commit to it the experience I have with weight and food now is just, I think I said to you during a call, I was like, untriggerable. I'm like, it's just like, it's just yeah. like so easy, you guys. And it's like, when something's hard, when something's exhausting, that's an emotional thing. It's not the physical action that's exhausting. You're not, you're not physically exhausted from losing weight. It's emotional exhaustion. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's a, I mean, I look at this like minimum because I'm focused not necessarily as much on weight anymore, just more on body recomposition. Mm-hmm. So working on strength, I really like, like going into this next phase of life, strength training is super important. Absolutely. So cognitively, physically, all yeah. the things. And I really enjoy kind of throwing weights around. So I'm looking at like a three to five year minimum trajectory of just what I'm going for. And I'm just at ease with that. I don't yeah. feel there's any sort of urgency, but I, I think the initial 
again, we all kind of come to this for different reasons. I was feeling confused. I was missing something, whatever it was, but really the bottom line is like, I just had to decide that I deserved it. We talked about that in sessions, mm-hmm. like yeah. deserving choice. So I just had to choose myself. Yeah. Like I'm just choose to care for myself in a way that feels so soft and compassionate and empowering, which is none of what you find in the dieting industry. Yeah, and so absolutely. It's almost, it's almost like I'm going to do the exact opposite in some ways of what comes at you. Like, the black and white thinking, the really pushing yourself super hard. I used to run marathon, half marathons, all kinds of things, just chasing something. Mm. And I really just needed to just learn how to get back in my body, which was yeah. really just traumatized out of me very, very early on for a variety of reasons. Yeah. So it's just kind of coming back into your body and choosing yourself. So people can make that choice for themselves and just decide that they, they deserve it because they choose it. Yeah. Huge. huge Yeah. 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 And, and yeah, a lot of people, I, I look at comments online and yeah, like really that the health issues really put a mental block for people. I've had, I had a client um, cause I know you said you're 45. Um, I have had older clients who are actually going through actual menopause and they've been able to lose weight because of the rewiring of the perception and the belief systems, um, because there's really no reason why people can't lose weight at any age. And we can change our, bodies at any age but also like it's not just about losing weight like you said it's the recompositioning that as women um get older the only reason a metabolism would slow down is if you, uh, the process of muscle loss that happens with age so it's not age that causes weight gain it's the muscle loss that happens with age if we are not doing something to maintain that muscle mass, which is a lifestyle issue, not a genetic issue. It's not an age-related issue. It's simply a lifestyle issue. And that doesn't mean forcing yourself. It's really getting to the root of your relationship to food and your body and um, exercise, like your relationship to exercise, right? That's the energy that you are in as you exercise or when you're having that internal argument in your head about going to the gym. It's really getting into those nitty-gritty bits, which I know you you have um, already had a lot of that understanding prior to coming to me. You already knew that right, okay, muscle is important. Like you came to me with that knowledge already, which was amazing because we could really focus on emotional stuff. But for people that don't understand how important that muscle is for metabolism and overall health and wellness and prevention of diseases as we get older and that a lot of dieting methods are not supporting women's muscle mass. In fact, the way that majority of women go around weight loss is actually resulting in them having slow metabolisms, resulting in them having more hormonal issues, and the the restrictive dieting is um, it, it's causing more problems. Yeah, and I was... Prior to working with you, I had worked with someone who was uh, very niche in the menopause coaching, Mm -hmm. which is 
helpful, very knowledgeable, really focused on like, I needed to eat more carbs, like yeah. way more gluten-free. It's just like naturally a thing. And I'm not really like a, not like a gluten-free pasta kind of, it's just not like my, I don't just don't enjoy it very much. And so I had a really hard time. I was so low carb mm. that we on. And that's one of the things like, oh, go low carb, go to the, you actually need more. You need, and, yeah. It's like the opposite of what you, helps. Yeah. That's what I was like. So much of what we work on is like the exact opposite. But the what I love about it is again, it's just so like nurturing and nourishing. And it's like, fuck yeah, we get to move into this next part of life when we get to like be in our bodies, enjoy our bodies, take care of our bodies. How lucky are we? to be able to age that way. Mm -hmm. And when the first part is like, we're just, we're not even aware of how much harm is being done to us um, earlier on. So I love having that knowledge now and just having a really completely different perspective. I just don't yeah. see there's a reason why I can't have kind of anything yeah. that I feel like intuitively. Yeah. Because when people are lit up and they're living life that way, it, it just creates healthier communities, healthier relationships, all the things when we yeah. can be healthier individuals, because individuals are what make up communities. And we, we have to be doing our own work in order to be safer and more connected with each other. Absolutely. So yeah, absolutely. Um, yeah. And so yeah, I mean, with the work that you did with me and like you're you're implementing that now, continuing to implement it, like you're you're taking what you've learnt from me and um continuing to implement that and you're really patient around, you know, how long it's gonna take because it's more than just wait. It's like this is this is my whole, like my whole life, like relationship to food and weight is not just about how you physically look. It's like you're with yourself every day. You have to feed yourself every single day. It's an important relationship to tend to that if you have like unresolved trauma from dieting and you have all these issues, like you owe it to just your quality of life like not just what size clothing you wear this is so much deeper than just physical looks it's like it's your relate it's a relationship that you will you you don't go a day without feeding yourself like you have to eat every single day for the rest of your life you have to be in your body every single day for the rest of your life it's such an important relationship to tend to mm -hmm. yeah absolutely separate to have your desires like superficial desires of like i want to look yeah. like this or <laughs> that, and that might be something that i think is a block to people and some you know i'll have a, that kind of thought or messaging pop up in my brain around oh this is something superficial but i know at this point in my journey that it's not it's not superficial that is a thing that i'm talking about appearance and in one aspect but really it's just a general reflection of something that's shifting within me, like inside of me versus all about that. So it can be a both and, and I think yeah. that that's perfectly okay to want to have, you know, see my biceps and yeah. feel like exactly. I can, you know, like I, yeah. I love 
because then I know, oh, what can I do with my arms? What can I do with my legs? What can I, like, I just. Well, it becomes, it becomes that it's coming from a more authentic place as opposed to an, an, a societal programming kind of thing. And, and people can argue about this and be like, well, is weight loss um, really all about, you know, being fat phobic or societal like stuff? And it's like, well, I believe that we need to stop trying to put everyone in the same category and just let people decide things for themselves. It's like, if a woman doesn't want to lose weight, like let her have that autonomy to just go I'm I just don't like I just want to stay as I am and then if a person wants to lose weight again let them have that autonomy to say I want to do this and whereas I notice a lot of content online and just the the kind of consciousness of of a lot of people is that we have to all do the same or be the same or want the same things and it's like maybe just we can like finally women can have actual control over their bodies and just actually decide for themselves hey i really i've really reached deep into my soul and i know that i'm not wanting to lose weight from a place of um impressing others i know i'm worthy regardless of my weight but yeah i'd like to work on this and really coming from that place of really connectedness of um no, like I, I can want this and it doesn't mean that there's shame involved in that. It doesn't mean that I feel like I'm unworthy without that goal. Yeah, and I think just the kind of extraception, like the focus on things outside of yourself, if you're looking at someone else and deciding what they should do with their body, that's that's an issue and potentially what I call a squirrel or distraction. Yes. Like, you really, I think there are some fundamental things that are for all humans. I like to think that the things that I put in my book are fundamental for all humans. And that, but this piece, this is very, this is very unique. And we need to be going inward and discovering what, what we want versus what all these, like, just, just noise. It's just yeah. noise. It's, yeah. it's, you're I think you're kind of shining like a beacon in the way of like, okay, let's drown out all this stupid noise and like, let's get into your work mm. you yeah. instead yeah. of to the noise. That's not what you're doing at all. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And um, yeah, like, is there anything you'd like to tell our listeners about your experience working with me or anyone thinking of signing up for private coaching that's listening like is there any kind of like words of wisdom you have for them yeah I think I mean one of the things I I imagine is a block for some people is just the just the financial piece it it is a it is an investment and the way that I view money as like energy exchange I, I think the first session or two, I was like, this is fucking worth every penny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember you said that. Yeah. When I was shifting, I was just like, oh, the clarity was wild. Um, and so if it is possible to, to make it work, then it's an investment, not just in something that might seem superficial to people, but it's such deep, deep work. Mm. Um, and I just feel like 
it, the value was huge for it. So if you feel inclined, like I, I needed to wait for some things to get into place and then was able to reach out. I'd had my, obviously my eye on you for years and years. And so, um, I just knew when the time was right. And it really was, the timing was perfect for me. I was super ready. And my body told me that it was very ready, obviously with the, um, just kind of the outcome of it so far. Um, I think, yeah, be, be ready to just get into yourself and get to know yourself in a really lovely way. Um, I've already spoken to how it feels to be in session. I mean, I don't know how many times that we now have on recording that I've ugly cried (laughs) (laughs) making connections. I mean, it's not therapy, but it's quite therapeutic. Yeah. So can be very therapeutic without being actual therapy. And that was definitely this, cause I definitely can tell the distinction. Um, it was, yeah, just really lovely to work with you. Yeah. Thank you. Lovely, lovely enough that like I was in the final stages of writing my book when I was working with you. And so I added like, Hey, if anybody wants to, I referenced you in one section, the part around processing emotions in healthy ways, I was able to add kind of like this additional layer that I think has been really powerful. Thank you. Um, so yeah, that's how much I loved working with <laughs> reference you. <laughs> Thank you so much. And yeah, um, so let's talk about your book because I'm sure like, well, listeners would love to hear like Cher has written a book um, and that she was saying and like let's talk about it like what is it about what can people learn and okay so it's called could it be better yeah and kind of just this like combination so i'm a former school counselor and social worker mental health therapist parent coach um and i've just over the years seen this kind of like gap and skill set so when I was a school counselor, we're helping, we're, we're giving kids this really formal education and how to build self-awareness, how to have positive relationships and, you know, navigate conflict. Like I feel this when you dot, dot, dot. And what I was noticing in the adults working with kids, parents, educators, often just really kind of any human that we did not get that formal education. And it's very evident in how we navigate life. So the book is meant to kind of be that primer and like fill that skills gap and give all humans that formal education and building, like getting into your, your brain and your body, building that self-discovery. And then also some really just basic fundamental, super powerful relationship tools. But two thirds of the book probably is focused on the individual and what we to relationships. Mm-hmm. And so um, it's been a really lovely journey with, with people who are reading it and leaving reviews and it's early stages, but it's been really great work. And so I'm that launched in August. And then in January of 2024, um, I have an online membership space that's focused on parent coaching with community calls. I'm adding to that membership, um, an online book club. So we're going to go through my book chapter by chapter, section by section, twice monthly community calls with other people who are doing this kind of work. 
and it's super affordable. It's like $25 a month. So lovely investment in ourselves and energy and, and hopefully a great launching pad for people to move into deeper work. Like it makes it accessible. It's very conversational. People can hear my voice. There's swears in there. It's, it's not this academic abstract, whatever. It's very digestible. So yeah. Amazing. It sounds, it sounds wonderful. And I'm sure my listeners will really love that approach because yeah, I'm, I'm, I so much prefer content that's just like I'm talking to a friend, not like academic and I just tune out. I like, I, I like talking, listening to a real person that <laughs> I can relate to. And so that's, I love that. I love that. So where can people find you on Instagram? All of, it's just share Anderton kind of everywhere. TikTok, Instagram, share yeah. Anderton. Yeah. So that's, um, Anderton is A-N-D-E-R-T-O-N. I'll put the link in the show notes, you guys. I will pop links to the book and to Cher's Instagram so you can find her. Um, and, yeah, thank thank you so much for coming on the show today. I'm so, I'm so grateful to have you. I'm so honoured that you chose to work with me and that we were able to co-create this wonderful transformation that you've had. Um, it's been such a joy to work with you and, um, to see your, like who you've become from, you know, when you messaged me (laughs) years ago. Yeah. And, um, like this, yeah, like, it's just so wonderful. And, um, I love that, you know, the reality of the work is that it can get messy, but the, you know, you were saying like the crying and stuff like that. It's like, this is not, it's, it's just normal human humanness that happens, you know, and that's part of the journey. And it's so freeing coming, like going through that processing your emotions and coming out the other end and just really reaping those benefits. Right. Yeah. I, I have, I feel like it's always been in the process for me that has been the most like joy and discovery and like embodiment. Mm -hmm. And it's the outcome that maybe I have that kind of draws me into that work that it always ends up better than I could have ever imagined. So just kind of leaning into it and taking it slow and just really compassionately. It's the way to go. And you're definitely the great person to hold your hand through it. So Thank you. Yes, I definitely, definitely am all about compassion and my clients will know it's like I say that word a lot. <laughs> we all need more of it. That's for, that's for damn. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining me on today's episode. I really appreciate you. Um, and yeah, so you guys, I do have private coaching spots available so if you are inspired by Cher's little journey here and you feel called to do this type of work with me I'd love to hear from you send me a dm at no diet babe on instagram I'd love to work with you and um I'll put a link in all the show notes and um yeah thank you so much Cher for uh, for everything and and um Yeah, I will see you guys in the next episode. Thank you for joining us today. Okay, love you guys. Bye. 
recover. I'll start recovering. Thank you so much for tuning in today. If you loved this episode, I'd love for you to leave me an iTunes review. Don't forget to follow this podcast for more uplifting teachings to come. For more tips, inspiration and teachings, come follow me on Instagram at nodietbabe or check out my website nodietbabe.com. Until I see you next time, babes, lots of love. So...